and we're live. <laughs> All right. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown North Texas podcast. Um, we're doing this for 24-7 sports now. Uh, You're we'll, fancier. Yeah, we'll get into you that a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, so uh, no longer with the uh, the NT Daily, the North Texas Daily newspaper here. Um, I haven't really tweeted that or made it official or anything because I'm still going through some stuff for... 24/7 and stuff, but special announcement slowly on, the, on on stream. Yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> kind of yeah, it's kind of the first time I've Breaking mentioned news. it. Kind of the first time I've mentioned it, uh, but it's exciting. So I'm gonna be pretty much doing the same thing for them, but we'll get into that all that later. But basically, with the with the stream, uh, we have y'all here. We have the podcast that's going behind us. Um, we are kind of just experimenting with yes. stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's camera I, quality is obviously oh, the, work in progress. Well, yeah, we're, we're not <laughs> even too worried about it. We're working yeah. on. I mean, we're working on getting mics for so we can do this podcast. You know, yeah. more places we can do it in a room. We can do it in a house. We can do it wherever yeah. we could possibly do it. The camera quality would obviously be better. Um, we're just looking to kind of expand slowly as the year goes on, and because this is kind of like. An experiment for both of us like we yeah. have nothing to lose really yeah so we're just trying to make this as fruitful as possible for exactly. us like going into the future so any feedback sense. that you may have oh, about anything of course feel free to of course at either of us yeah twitter ats are on the uh top of the screen of overlay yeah over there <laughs> um so in case y'all didn't know in case this is y'all's first time listening or watching or anything like that i'm matthew bruni um, I'm going to be a junior at UNT. It's um, I covered the football team, basketball team. I've covered every team at UNT uh, because at the daily was very arduous work. And arduous, I, I like that word. Thank you. <laughs> I covered everything pretty much. So I have experience talking to every coach and everything like that. It's been great um, learning um, the ins and outs of the industry and all the coaches and everything. And they've been great to me. So. And you are? I am Colin Mitchell. <laughs> you, <laughs> you probably go. heard of me before. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of Bruni's right now wingman, I guess, for this podcast. Yes. I normally do photos, so I'll be. Uh, I've been in every game. I've talked to the coaches, but he's obviously way more in depth than me. So for sure. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> it's we're gonna be. We're trying to go to as many away games as possible this year. I mean, definitely the Arkansas one and um, UTSA. UTSA for sure. Those two, and we'll go from there. Kind of see what happens. Because there's some good away games. Luckily, we have FAU at home this year. That'll oh, be, man. Whew, that'll be fun. But we'll get on that. We'll, <laughs> we'll, get, over, we'll, we'll get, get into that, all that yeah. later. Um, kind of, you see the, the breakdown on um, what, the right of their screen. Yeah. Uh, you see everything we're going to go through. Uh, those are kind of just overviews. We'll stick to it mostly. But who knows? We might get a little off off topic Track. at times. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, first, I think, uh, how, how was your summer, Colin? I think it was, let's, it, let's it, just... It, it, it was great. You know, uh, Fortnite became a craze in April. Fortnite and, did uh, become a craze. Yes, I can confirm that. Playing that <laughs> yeah, a lot. I agree. Yes, I definitely played it <laughs> a lot as well. I mean, yeah, between that and then I, I went to back to San Antonio for the summer too. So I was with family and friends and everything like that. So um, I didn't, I was not in Denton for most of the summer. But. You were like those uh, San Antonio Spurs moves then, huh? Oh, yeah, the Spurs. <laughs> we, we won't get into that, but yeah, the Spurs are going to be... <laughs> Interesting this year. Interesting. That's why you're a Kings fan now? Yeah, I'm now a Kings fan. <laughs> Jason Williams all the way. Um, but enough of that. Again, if y'all have any um, type in chat, feel free to type in chat whatever questions y'all have or anything like that. Probably save them towards the end uh, when we have a your question segment of the show. 
Um, but yeah, feel free to type in chat. Let let everyone know. Y'all can discuss whatever y'all want. We asked for questions earlier in the week, back when we were supposed to do the show on last Saturday yeah. after the scrimmage. That's a whole another story. Supposed to do it last Saturday. This door was locked, um, and apparently this was the last. That was the last weekend that this all was going to be locked. So, Sad. luckily, got in it <laughs> this week. <laughs> got in it today. We were hoping it wasn't going to be locked. So thankfully, it wasn't. After this, we will be changing to every Sunday. Yeah. Every Sunday, we'll be doing the podcast live and then we'll have it posted probably sunday night around five or six or so and then we'll repost it again on monday and stuff we're on soundcloud at bruni's uh bruni's breakdown podcast, podcast yeah yeah just bruni's breakdown podcast um so you can listen to us there whenever y'all want and on twitch right now we're at bruni's underscore breakdown i believe so yeah so we're just gonna um try to build this thing up if we tweeted out the link and if you could just Show, show us some love, give us some feedback, just let us know what to improve on, what you want to see more of, what you want to see less of. We'll try keeping this at an hour. Hour-ish. This, this first show is packed. We have, we're talking about everything. Yeah. As you can see on the yeah. breakdown, long, we, long have, off season. we have off-season, recruiting, the fall camp, everything yeah. to talk about. So this first podcast is going to be a little longer than the usual ones. I think the usual yeah. ones will be about 45 minutes or so, but this one will probably be an hour, and then we got stuff to do. So yeah, we'll see. All right, let's start at... Let's get this started with recruiting. It was a huge, huge offseason for recruiting. Crazy. I mean, they're now 54th or 53rd or 54th. Fi- I saw 53rd earlier 53rd. today. but It's still 53rd. Okay, 53rd in the country for recruiting. out the, of For the 2019 season. Yeah, for the 2019 season, obviously, yeah. yes. The 2018s um, are already here. So the 2019 season is the big craze right now. Number one in Conference USA which is huge. Yeah. 53rd in the country yep. out of 128 FBS teams. I mean, that's, that's crazy. ridiculous. That's crazy. They're above a bunch of teams that are obviously in like power five conferences. conferences. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, for Seth Luttrell to do what he's done and to make the impact that he has in two and a half years, hasn't even started his third year yet. Yeah. I've, I'm at a loss for words and I just, he's continues it's, to blow my mind. It's crazy because I remember coming in here, being a senior in high school and looking at our recruiting class and I was like, <laughs> man, we got like three, three star yeah, recruits. Yeah. And, uh, nobody. Um, I mean, even, uh, after the McCarney 2013 year, yeah, there was still no recruits at all. Mm-hmm. And to see Seth the truck kind of build something and see it grow. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's really cool to see that kind of come to fruition because I mean, UNT now has. I mean, it's like... Oh, it's, it's all three stars it's all pretty three much. Stars. Like, and there's like a couple two stars in there, but it's yeah. all three stars. And, and you just look through it, it's amazing. Two fantastic linebackers who are brothers. Yeah, that's going to be fun. They just they just signed a running back the other day. I'm not going to remember his name. I freaking wrote a story about him. It's on 24-7 Sports. If you want to look for, look at that, uh, Gabe... Plug. Plug. <laughs> We're already plugging 24-7 Sports. Um, Gabe Brooks wrote that. He's... Um, that's another thing. We're going to try to get some guests on here, whether it's uh, Brady Keene, writer for the Den Record Chronicle, yep. who was on the show last year, if y'all listen to that. Um, Gabe Brooks, who is a writer for 24-7 Sports. He's a kind of regional guy. And then we're going to try to get some... Some coaches co- on Players, here. coaches. We're going to try. Who knows? <laughs> we're, we're trying everything. So, yeah, we'll see. We're, we're going to try to get phone calls yeah. set up on here and everything. So that's another, another thing. But, I mean... The impact of this recruiting class has been seen not just within Seth Luttrell, and I don't think it's been just seen within Denton, but, I mean, I saw another day, I think, uh, Goldman Green Sports or something like yeah. that, their Twitter, they tweeted, there was a UTSA fan who um, posted on a message board saying, 
man, North Texas is just lighting everybody yeah. up right now. On the field, they have a bunch of returners. Off the field, they're getting the best class of 2019. Yep. I mean, as long as Seth Luttrell is here. Is here? <laughs> is here. I mean, come yeah, on. I mean, this, it looks unfair right now. We've seen what Seth can Except do. Except for with, FAU. FAU is obviously ex- exactly. up there. Uh, but we can we see what Seth Luttrell does with nothing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when it wasn't I mean, his players. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. when you when you have all those returners, I mean, we could we couldn't we uh, North Texas still can't even run a spring game because they, they don't have enough depth. But yeah. when you see these new players come in, I think it's going to be a huge step up. Yeah, that was the first thing Refit talked about. Troy Refit, the defensive coordinator. Yeah, talked to him um, early in the fall camp because last year one of the, my favorite interviews I've ever done was with him mm-hmm. last year when uh, he said he basically just ripped them not having enough depth. They had didn't have enough depth as a defense, and it showed last year, oh, yeah. obviously. I mean, in the secondary especially, they just didn't have any depth um, at the safety or corners or the, the nickel, the jacks. I mean, they were just really shorthanded in a lot of places. And that's basically what he said. He ripped the defense last year. No, he didn't rip the defense. He basically just spit facts. He said yeah. that they didn't have enough depth to have that competitiveness. And this year... I talked to him. Spirits were completely different. He's still that grumpy old guy that's <laughs> not going to give you too much. But he said that they actually are three deep as scholarship players throughout the secondary and at a lot of other positions like the defensive line and stuff. Yeah. So the linebackers are are getting there. They're not completely completely there yet, but it's improving. And he really likes the competitiveness that that's brought out. So I think that's just been a huge thing to see, especially def- defensively. And it's it's shown in the. I mean the scrimmages we watched. I mean defense is giving offense some troubles, yeah, especially for and, sure. Um, it's you know instead of seeing them just get walked all over and everything <laughs> like that. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, honestly, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, it's it's good to see the offense have some trouble, especially mm-hmm. when the, the offense is returning after such a fantastic yeah. year. Yeah, like the first team offense. Um, I think we could just go into fall camp at this point. Um, kind of the yeah. second. Um, Go away from recruiting a little so, bit. I didn't go into the to the first scrimmage. You did. So yes, you, I you did. You want to talk about that one? Yeah, the first scrimmage was um, it was kind of just everyone kind of getting their feet wet, and you could tell because the first offense, the offenses still looked way better than the defenses in the yeah. first scrimmage. Uh, there were a lot of big plays. Mason Fine to Jalen Guyton, Jalen Darden, uh, who also looked terrific. The receiving core looks terrific. Yes. Um, and then the defense was still kind of getting their getting their wits about them but i mean the first scrimmage it still showed i think there still was a lot more depth as a defense there still showed a lot more potential than i ever saw in the last fall in the last um practices because i mean whenever the second team defense came on Mm -hmm. i still a recognized a lot of the players and b i knew that they could play you know ashton preston coming off the bench uh this year as the backup nickel i think that's that's huge. He's, he's still solid. He's yeah, a solid he's not, player. Yeah, he's yeah. not a bad player. Cam Johnson at corner, yep. very solid player. Then you got safeties like Alex Morris and uh, Trey Siggers. And you got Bryce English returning at the defensive Bryce line. Bryce English yeah. on the defensive finally. line. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> finally. Uh, Mikhail Sanders is at safety as well. I mean, you just have a lot more depth and a lot more playmakers on defense when that second team comes in. Yep. You know what I mean? Obviously, it's not gonna, you're not going to see a full second team unless we're playing the Incarnate Word. but um, And that's Incarnate Word from San Antonio. Sorry about that. But, I mean, <laughs> you're not going to see full second-team defenses, but it's good to see that they have playmakers there. Exactly. So that's what I enjoyed from the first scrimmage. The second scrimmage we both went to and we watched in the press box. Yeah. With, um, when yeah. I went, it, it was honestly kind of underwhelming. I uh-huh. guess this is kind of going to our next seven kind of offensive question marks. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. It just, uh, it, I mean, it was only a scrimmage, so there's only so much to take away. Of course. Um, but the offense kind of looked uh, like they were having trouble. Yeah, um, they looked kind of slow. And it wasn't, I mean, obviously you're going to have some trouble at certain points, but, I mean, against the second team defense, I mean, yeah. it just looked like the same plays being drawn up and it's just mm-hmm. nothing yeah. nothing coming to fruition. Drop passes. Yeah, there were a couple drop passes. A few drop passes. Uh-huh. And the running game didn't look like it was gonna gaining oh, any no. traction at all. Like, the defensive line really, I mean, held their own, I think, against the offensive line. And... That was in, I did the first, um, in the first scrimmage, I did a 10 things I took away from the first mm-hmm. scrimmage. And one of them was the defense line really getting to the be- getting the better of the offensive line. And I think you're going to see this defense line compared to that offensive line in the scrimmages just really, really takes advantage of them. And it kills the run game. Yep. So that kind of worries me because we don't have a Jeffrey Wilson. North Texas doesn't have a Jeffrey yep. Wilson to rely on that can break a tackle or two. Nick Smith is good. Evan but Johnson's good. They're not Jeffrey, good. Jeffrey Wilson. They're not Jeffrey Wilson. <laughs> All of them combined are still not Jeffrey Wilson. They'll be fl- they'll be fresh more because there's a lot of them, but yeah, they're not Jeffrey Wilson. Um, one thing about the line too is it's different looking this year. It is. Uh, Jordan Murray's no longer left tackle. Yeah, I know he is a lot no of longer starting. Had a problem with him being at left tackle the yeah. last few years. Yeah. Um, I forgot who it was. Which is fine. It's uh, Alex Woodworth at okay, left Alex tackle. Alex Yeah. Um, yeah, and then so it's kind of it's. Another thing, I mean, kind of the same thing with Ashton Preston. You know, they're they're not great as starters, but off the bench, I mean, yeah. Jordan Murray. They, they can plug have holes a, here and there. Yeah, to, to, yeah, he can plug holes, and you're gonna get injuries every now and then. So, I mean, to kind of have him, um, and then have a guy like a uh, Chandler Anthony also um, on off the bench for the offensive line, I think that's gonna be big too. So the depth is building there, and you see that frequently. Yeah. yeah. Um, receivers. We already talked about that. Uh, uh, the receivers look tremendous. Yeah. Uh, even though. They were, the offense was struggling. The receivers are still so good. Oh, yeah. Because um, they still had big plays throughout the scrimmage. Yeah. I mean, they still had Jalen Guy, even on the second scrimmage, they had Jalen yeah, Guy in touchdown. Yeah, and he ran for a yeah, touchdown. Yeah, I mean, he's gone. I mean, yeah. you still have monsters. Uh, and uh, to put that in perspective, Bleacher Report rated North Texas' sixth best receiving core yeah, in, the in the country. And that's not based on conference or anything like that. I mean, that's just overall. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, I can see that. I think, I mean, when you have proven guys at this point and all of them are turning besides Turner Smiley from last year Jalen Guy and Michael Lawrence Jalen Darden uh, Rico Bussey and then you have some other guys like Cujo Young or yep. um, oh, I think it's Greg White something yeah, Greg White, White. Greg, Greg White, White. Um, then you have Titan Kelvin Smith Caleb Chumley you got playmakers. And then there's depth below that. I mean it's, yeah. just, not, it's just not that I think, limited to the position. I think one of the things that we're going to d- definitely see this is again kind of going into the offense um, question mark segment more so than the uh, more so than the fall outlook, but what I've seen from the fall, I think it's going to be even more pass heavy than it was last year. You're going to get because I don't trust the offensive line to block. I don't create I don't, create holes for any of the running backs. I don't, I don't trust the offensive line. I don't. I mean, I don't trust the running backs. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, all, they're all elusive, but mm-hmm. none of them. If you need one of them to like, I mean, really just hit a linebacker. Yeah. Or you know, break a tackle, like you said, they're not Jeffrey Wilson. Yeah, they're and, not. Uh, they're just speedy. Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. The the one thing uh, that kind of sh- surprised me was Graham Harrell, the offensive coordinator, kind of still not saying that Nick Smith is the starting running back, and he's not. He didn't say he's not the starter. He said he's not. They're not gonna have a primary running back. They said yeah. they're gonna be you know whoever's hot, quote unquote, whoever right. has the hot hand. 
And, and I think we saw that in the fall camp. I mean, we did. We Nick did. Smith, I know, was injured for the first scrimmage. But yeah. Even during the second scrimmage, it was more so Evan Johnson out there with the first team than it was mm-hmm. Nick Smith. Yeah, they kind of shuffled it around. I mean, and while I think that's okay, I think Nick Smith is still the second is still the best back out of the group. I agree. I think he's better than Lauren Easley, who definitely impressed. Lauren Easley was yeah. a very solid running back throughout camp. Um, he surprised me. DeAndre Torrey, also the uh, JUCO transfer, uh, he looked really solid as well, really shifty. Again, they're just a bunch of guys who aren't that big though. Yeah. Nick Smith is is um decently sized, but I mean you get down some some of the other backs and they're kind of small. Evan Johnson, DeAndre yeah. Torrey. I think we're gonna be seeing a lot them a lot more in um, passing, yeah. running routes. Yeah. I completely agree. And then then you know trying to I on, a, on a third and one trying to you know yeah just I, break the yeah. break the defense. Because like last year when it was a pass play, Jeffrey Wilson could stay in the block, and he was a terrific pass blocker. That's one of the underrated yeah. things about Jeff. Wilson was his pass blocking, and Nick Smith said he tried to get better at pass blocking over the offseason, but it's still, I feel like they're better as a weapon, and maybe use them as the, the route runners, and maybe yep. keep Kelvin Smith in as a, as a pass blocker, because he's exactly. a tremendous pass blocker, and I think Kelvin Smith is a very versatile player for this team, and I also have probably one of my first 24-7 things is going to be about Kelvin, Kelvin Smith and his versatility and how important he is to this team, so um Kind of having him there who can pass block gives the running backs a little bit more uh, yeah. space, gives them a little more freedom to go out for routes a little bit more. So that's kind of what I'm hoping happens yeah. more so. One thing I, we also noticed during uh, the scrimmages where we saw a lot of screens mm-hmm. on, on uh, third and short. Yeah. yeah. Instead of just like I said, you know, yeah. if you had Jeff, Line it you'd up. go for it. Um, but a lot more screens, a lot more kind of uh, different kinds of plays for, for the short yardage. Yeah. Um, so... If we're going to take Graham Harrell by his word and we're going to say that the running back is going to be running back by committee, there's basically four running backs uh, right now who all get a lot of carries yeah. in the fall camp. I mean, Lauren Easley, DeAndre Torrey, Nick Smith, and Evan Johnson are the four pretty much that I'm talking about. Uh, Hosley gets a couple carries here and there, but I don't think he's going to yeah. be big. But it's completely different than anything they've had before because... They've had Jeff for three years. Yeah, it's been <laughs> Jeff, and it's been... I mean, last year Nick Smith got some carries, you know, and the year before that it was kind of like it was like Andrew Tucker or something like that. I was a freshman. Yeah. But uh, it's gonna be just completely different, and so I I don't like that. I don't and like it either. But I think I don't know if it'll cause that much of a problem because we have to remember Jeff was out the, the end of last season. It's I think true. How many games? Three or four? Yeah, I think the last four. Pretty four much. games, and the offense didn't really falter. It's true. Um, but then again. We do have a different line, or they do have uh, UNT does have a different yeah. line. It's I've I've been tried I've been I've tried to be in, uh, I don't know how to say this. I they've attempted to sell me that this offensive line is coming back and it's the same group. It, you know, it's it's going to be a similar group to last year. It's obviously rearranged and such, but it's going to be a very similar group to last year. And they have a bunch of returners. They got Riley Mayfield back at right tackle, who was a senior last year, and they got him another year of eligibility. Uh, but it, they still, it's still the same unit, and I still yeah, I don't, don't trust, trust them enough. The 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 Mose brothers are really solid, um, but I'm not sure if I again, I just don't trust them yeah, yet. They have to prove to me that they can pass block and run block after after last season where mason fine i mean just hit after hit after hit after hit even on even against teams that you know yeah. weren't scary yeah um and the thing is they improved from two years ago to last year yeah they showed massive improvement yeah they did they 
they which, were which bottom is which almost. is kind of crazy <laughs> yeah i mean just think how bad they were two years ago offensive line wise terrible but last year you still saw in the last two games against fau and troy they gave up 15 sacks i think in those yep. two games yep fau and troy and troy was one of the best pass rushing teams in the country and we knew that going in defensively they were amazing but in order to take that next step we didn't they didn't have jeffrey wilson that troy game at all and we Mason Fine got hit time after time oh, after yeah. time. Yeah, and it I was, mean every hit looked scary too. It wasn't like a little clip or. Yeah, I mean it was full on. I know left tackle and, blindsided. Yeah. and Mason Fine is a tough guy. Yeah, but you can't I mean, keep, you can't take you can't, that four yeah. seasons in a row. I agree. I agree. So, offensively, I think those are our main concerns. Uh, the offensive line. We know the receivers are going to be terrific. Um, we know Mason Fine is going to be terrific. Um, I know we have a question about that coming in later. Uh, in in your questions, someone asked us a question about Mason Fine, and we'll get to that later. But um, running back wise, there's some questions about you know rotating them in, and then there's some questions at the offensive line still. Um, I think I think that's it. I think Graham Harrell coming back was big too. You I know, agree. There were there yeah. were some keeping the coaching staff together while the team is growing is super important. I completely agree because if you don't want you don't want to have a team that's really nothing and then have the few players that they've recruited come in and then just it's basically like they're yeah. starting over with a new coach yeah to keep graham here i think is a huge thing because i think graham is a very good offensive coordinator coach um and i think seth is obviously a great offensive mind as well yeah so you get those two together and you can really make something special happen which is what we've seen completely yeah i mean yeah. Prove, that's proven yeah it's, <laughs> it's been proven i'm and then defensively to keep uh Troy Reffitt in there for another year. His second year as the solo uh, defensive coordinator after, uh, after Eckler was gone after the first year. So again, they're just they're settling into their stuff a lot more um, as an offense. And I to to reach thirty five points a game is going to be tough. But I, um, I don't think it's undoable. I don't think it's. I think it, it can be. Repeated. It's like it's like. Would you rather? Do you think they're going to score more than thirty five points a game or less than thirty five points a game? Because they averaged thirty five and a half last year. Do you think they're gonna? Do you think it's more likely they exceed that or or fall below it? And I think that's a tough question. Yeah. But I do know, look, kind of looking ahead, the schedule is kind of weak, um, as far as like there are some games where I feel like they could put up sixty points, like this year, Incarnate Word, Liberty, yeah. UTEP, Rice. Yeah. I mean, they could just <laughs> drop sixty bombs on them, and, yeah, then, and then sixty bombs, and then the rest of them could be twenties, and they'll be fine. I mean, who knows? But. I'm, I'm. I don't know. I feel like 35 points a game is a comfortable thing for this yeah. this team again. So. Yeah. Which, hopefully, this year is not the end all be all. If you don't make 35, then you lose the game. It could be, but so. that gets into our next section, <laughs> the defense. I mean, defensively, like it's we, it, it's looked a lot better. It's looked better. It's looked. I think the that's secondary the secondary has impressed me. The secondary has impressed me. But, again, I don't know what to take away from the scrimmages because, you know, they see exactly. these guys every day. They yeah. see Jalen Guyton every day. But that's but you a good take thing. That, but it's you a good take thing. That, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you have those those really good receivers, Rico Bussey, Michael Lawrence, and uh, Jalen Guyton, if they see him every day, I mean, that's good competition. It is. And uh, during the scrimmages, they, I mean, it was hard for – I mean, they didn't shake him except – I mean, in the second scrimmage at least, I mean, except for twice, yeah. two or three times. Yeah, and I think most of those were bust uh, coverage. So, I think uh, the – the secondary, okay, Keyshawn McLean. Let's let's talk about who they lost from last year. Keyshawn, Keyshawn McLean, McLean, Andy Flushy, Eric Jenkins, Eric Jenkins. Um, well, Andy uh, Flushy wasn't in the secondary. Oh yeah, well I'm just talking about I'm talking oh, about defense? the defense as a whole. Andy okay. Flushy, Eric Jenkins, uh, Keyshawn McLean, Colton McDonald, Colton McDonald, um, Joshua Wheeler, the 18 Wheeler. 
lost him as well. I think those are pretty much the five that I'm going to remember. I don't think I'm remembering anyone else right now. I think that's it. I think that's probably I mean, most of the it. Main, main. Yeah, those are the main guys. So maybe much. we can just go right back through that. So Keyshawn. So Keyshawn, losing him. He was a terrific run stopper. He was a great run stopping safety, and I, that's why he led the team in tackles his sophomore, junior year, and he was second his senior year. Yeah. Um, I think Kyrie Muhammad um, is going to fill that leadership role as um, as far as safeties go, and he's our ref. It's already said that that he trusts him to run this defense, kind of. And last year he led the team in tackles. So I mean, take of that, make of that what you will. But I think he can stop the run. Maybe not as well. He doesn't have the closing yeah. speed of Keyshawn McLean, but I think that he's still capable. And I think he's a better. I think he's a better pass. Um, if we had to pick one for pass, yeah, like, yeah for pass yeah, defense wise, yeah. like coverage wise, yeah, exactly. I think he's a little bit better than Keyshawn. Keyshawn never had the best ball skills. He had a couple interceptions, but yeah, I, that's just. I think that's just being the right place at the right time. Yeah, I'll, I will never say Keyshawn McLean as a coverage safety was amazing. He was never no. great. So I mean, if he was great at coverage, if he was as good as coverage as he was as a run stopper. Then we would. Yeah, well, damn, he'd be in, <laughs> no, North like, Texas wouldn't be. Uh, wouldn't have lost. Maybe he destroyed. He would have got drafted. He would have got. I mean, yeah. He was. Um, he was great, obviously. Yeah. And best of luck to him in the NFL. But I feel like that's not a hole that's gonna destroy North Texas. I no, feel like that's and, not a uh, hole believe, that's uh, gonna kill the cover. Taylor, Taylor Taylor Robinson. Robinson? Yeah. Uh, um, is kind of good. filled this hole. He he has looked good, and I I think he's kind of. More coverage based more coverage than, than run stop. Than exactly. run stop. I, I think the same yeah. thing. Yeah, and so I think it's going to be better to have those kind of coverage first safeties, which I think is there. good when you have linebackers that are experienced the and coming back. That's that's our next. We'll we'll get there after we get to the corners. The corners. Nate Brooks. We got the same ones back pretty much, except Eric yeah. Jenkins. Yeah, but Nate Brooks last year. Nate he, Brooks. He, soft, his sophomore season. Fantastic Terrific. season. Terrific. It was a great he season. He came into his junior Seth year. Seth Luttrell said that he was going to be a special, special defensive hey, back. everyone thought he was going to be oh, special. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. He was, uh, I think he was first team all-conference yeah. his junior year. He was all everything. Sophomore year. Uh, no, he's a senior this year, right? Yeah. So it was his junior year. He came into into the, his junior oh, into year. The, yeah. Going into his junior year, he was predicted to do everything. Yeah. And um, he didn't do anything. Man, he got blown it by. It wasn't good. So <laughs> you know so what? You know what, though? I think we mentioned this at the end of the year last year, but at the end of the year he kind of cleaned it up a little bit. He kind of I think he I got think better he got after, the he got after he got benched. After he got that reality check, after he got benched, he came back and he showed a little bit more. He showed a little bit more discipline. He showed a little bit more potential. Kind of what we were expecting. He was solid. I think towards yeah. the end of it, which, no, which I agree. is. The bar, I think, was just set too high for him, and he. Well, I not, think I think he, he struck out. Completely. It just it just got into his mind. He was like, "All right, I'm just gonna bite on every wall." So, you know what I mean? <laughs> I want this pick. I yeah. think that, that probably did get in his head a good amount, honestly. So, then we got him. Um, North Texas has him kind of as the the first corner. He's been going against Jalen Guyton a lot, which is great practice. Yep. And then on the other side, you got Kimon Hall. Kimon Hall corner. should be solid. I mean, he was plugged in. It was kind of those three rotating between him, Eric Jenkins, and. Um, Brooks last year, so he has experience. Yeah. Um, I'm expecting him. I don't expect him to get three, four, five interceptions on the year. No, I expect but, him to. But I be think, solid. I think, yeah, I think he can hold it down. I agree. Is, is really is really where I see that going. I agree. I agree for the most part. I feel like, I feel like Brooks is definitely gonna have a good year. I just I have a good feeling about Brooks. This, I feel like this is his make or break year. I, feel, and I think yeah, he's gonna make this, the most of this it. This is his make or break year. I think, like like I think Refit has gotten to them. I think 
uh, cornerbacks coach uh, Nate. Nate, I'm not gonna remember his name. name. It starts with it's Nate or something like that. But I think he has gotten um, told him as well what he needs to do. So I just think he's gonna have for sure a good year. Kimon Hall, I'm a little shaky about. But then the third corner that they have that will kind of rotate in um, or put in if they need five defensive or six defensive back, whatever it is, because they run a three-three-five. So if they need another defensive back, they have Cam Johnson, who's everyone. Everyone's talked about being. Talk about expectations. Yeah. He was a freshman last year, going into his sophomore year, I believe. Everybody I've talked to, I asked Kyrie this question, I asked uh, Refit this question, and I asked um, EJ, I believe, this question. I asked them, what young guy has impressed you and that you think is going to make, make break onto the scene a little bit more this year? And all three of them, they, they said a couple names, but the main name they said was Cam Johnson. And so he's not starting. So he shouldn't have to. Nothing. There's, he's, there's no super pressure yeah, on him. Exactly. He's not going to be thrown into the fire. He's going to be put in places where he should succeed. Um, and I think that talent-wise, he could be better than Keemon Hall. I just don't think he has the experience, and I don't think he has the, the equity. Yeah, I don't think he has everything that the intangibles. Yeah, like the Nate intangibles that you need. Yeah, uh, that Nate Brooks and Keemon Hall have as of right now. So. I'm excited for him because I think that he's – and we saw him in the scrimmage, and I think he did a good job against yeah. guys like Michael Lawrence, Jalen Darden, um, Rico Bussey, guys like that. And I, I remember he made a play in one of those scrimmages. I was like – actually, no, this was further back in the fall uh, camps, and I was like, who is that, number 11, number 11? And I I looked back at the, the roster, and I was like, Cam Johnson. It's Cam yeah. Johnson. And so I've been impressed by him. And so that's it's promising to me that they have the, that third guy like they did last year. They have a third guy who they can, if Nate Brooks does doesn't or someone doesn't perform, they can put him in. Plug and play, yeah. yeah, plug him exactly. in exactly. And another uh, thing with the secondary, I, th- I don't think we mentioned was uh, out. They have some depth at the safety as well. Alex Morris. Oh yeah, um, Alex Morris. Alex Morris, Mikhail Sanders, and Trey Siggers are all backup safeties, and we've all uh, we we've seen Mikhail Sanders play yep. before. He can play. Um, Trey Siggers is still he's that running back that transferred yeah, Trey, over yeah. to safety. Um, we haven't seen him really play much at all, but except for in the scrimmages and such. Yeah. So he he, he was a he, believe he third. He looks team. all right. Yeah, I think he yeah. was third, third maybe team. second. It depends. It depends if Alex Morris, who's like physically imposing, way more than those other guys, yeah. can figure it out. <laughs> Man's um, a monster. Yeah, like a I linebacker have high at safety. <laughs> he's a big dude. I mean, he looked about six one or so, maybe maybe six two. Um, I don't want to speculate because I don't have the in, in front of me right now the, yeah. the listed uh, numbers, but he looked like a big dude. Um, I saw him drop a couple easy INTs throughout camps, throughout um, the open practices, but he's a freshman. Yeah, we'll see. So we'll if, see. I mean, he was a three-star. That's another guy who's already making an impact. Yeah. Uh, should be backup safety, if not third, the third safety on the list. So. Uh, nickel corner. Nickel corner. So it used to be Ashton Preston. Okay, it used to be Ashton Preston. Ashton Preston is now the backup, and now it is uh, um, Tyreek Davis. Tyreek Davis. It's now Tyreek Davis. Who I thought was all. He was listed as a safety before. Right. Okay, he was listed as a safety before, um, and Taylor Robinson was kind of listed in that spot, but they kind of swapped, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. But, yeah, Tyreek Davis Just pretty know much. Just know they can do it. They can both, yeah, they, they can they, both do they, something. And they're both cover first, I think. Yeah. Tyreek Davis can tackle, but he's not an overly big guy, but I think... Having him, Ashton Preston was not a good cover, cover nickel guy there. Um, no. 
but I think he was better run stopping maybe because he's a little bit bigger, he's a little bit thicker. Yeah. And Tyree Davis is maybe more coverage wise, leaner. Um, yeah, but, he's, but he a, he's a little around. leaner. Yeah, he can he can move around and stuff. But I trust him more as a coverage guy as well. So which I which I think is important. Yeah, more important and, than the run stopping. Yeah, and I because last year the run stopping was pretty solid for this defense. Um, I remember think thinking that at some point, but the pass coverage is what needed to improve. So I think they did a good job addressing that. Um, at the Jack, you have uh, instead of Joshua Wheeler, you have JoJo or Joe Azogu. Um, he played a little bit sparingly last year. Not sparingly. He played a good amount last year. He kind of filled in at places. Yeah. Because um, EJ moved around at times. He moved around at times. They they moved around a lot. So he'll be the, the starting jack. And EJ told me that he is the best pass rusher on this team. So, and EJ doesn't lie to me. No. So, so I'm expecting... I'm sack ex- on every play. I'm expecting sacks on sacks, man. Because the defensive line, which we'll get into in a bit... Is solid. Oh yeah. So I mean, they're not gonna just. We shouldn't be worried about the. They shouldn't. Line. They shouldn't be like doubling JoJo out there. They could. I don't know how good JoJo is exactly. I've seen him play a good amount of times, but I not, haven't seen him as a full time role. Yep. So, I mean, he excites me on at the Jack. Then you got the two linebackers returning: Brandon oh, yeah. Gardner, EJ Ajia. That's huge to me too. Those three: Brandon Gardner, EJ Ajia, uh, JoJo Zogwu. As a linebacker trio. I'm not sure how much better North Texas can get at that position uh, as of in the near future. Like I yeah. think those three are really solid. Like oh, yeah. Brandon I mean, Gardner, EJ are both can both stop the run. Then you got JoJo can pass rush. Um, EJ can kind of cover a little bit. I mean, I love those. I love those three as yeah, linebackers. Yeah, I mean, I don't think. I mean, even looking back to last season. I mean, in the end of the season before because they're seniors now. Yeah, uh, I believe EJ and uh, EJ and Brandon are both Brandon. Players. Yeah, and I mean, it's just like. Since they came in, it's just like, yeah, they're solid. And 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 like I said, I think it's important that you have those three because if you if you're starting to shift your secondary, uh, to more coverage, kind of players, it's super important to make sure you still have that core mm-hmm. line, linebacker. Yeah, the uh, defensively, so we've so defensive line. I think it's the last thing we have to do. Um, Bryce English, he's back. <laughs> Bryce the man, English the is back. Okay, that's what we'll lead with. Bryce English is back. Good for him. Finally, he go, played. Finally he did play. Field. He played in both yeah, the scrimmages. Like, it's not like he's back. And I mean, he's just saying he's back. He's actually back. No, he's he's back, and yeah. so it's it's good to see him back on the field after everything he's gone through. So hopefully he can finally play. And so on the defensive line, you have uh, Tuolo as the nose, Roderick Young, and uh, Hambone. Ladarius Hamilton on the outside, so the, basically the DNs, and then you got um, Bryce English as the backup, and you got you got some good depth there. Yeah. Uh, but I think the starters are really gonna be where the money's made. I think that's gonna be where the big time plays are made because those guys are really, are really, I'm not gonna say they're really talented because they still have to prove a good amount to me. But I like where they're going. I like that yeah. they're returners. I like that they're. Uh, veterans a little bit and I mean kind of just the depth has kept growing because they have a lot of returners on this yeah defense, and so. uh I mean even though Bryce English was hurt I mean last two years I don't think anyone should really sleep on him I agree uh, he's at Kansas State well yeah I mean mm-hmm. he was it's he was recruited uh I think he was a four-star he might have been, I don't remember it was three or four stars but depending on who you looked at it was probably one of those things okay. it was like yeah. three or four and uh, I mean when he came in because uh, I remember doing a story over him it was super. I mean, it was like he was the next like 
he was supposed to like be the be. Yeah, he was. He was. I remember then, it. So so good for him for finally coming back. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, I, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not worried about the defensive line. I I think the the experience and then the the guys that are coming up to start. I think I think it should be similar, if not better than last yeah, year. We sound really excited about this defense, and we sound really high on this defense. I think it's more. I, I think, I think we more, might be setting ourselves up for failure. I think it's. I think it's more of. We're excited for them to be not bad, slightly above average. <laughs> if we get to 60th out of 128 teams or 70th out of 128 teams, we've made progress, and I'm happy because yeah, I mean, this defense last, was probably was, like was, 100th. This defense was. Oh, I don't know. It might have been lower than that. We'll say 100th. I mean, we had points scored on us by. We played Lamar last year, right? Yeah. I mean, they scored on us. That's true. Rice scored on us too. Um, regardless, they're improving, which is so all that matters. We're not gonna we're not gonna make it sound like they're world beaters disclaimer, now. Disclaimer, yeah. Disclaimer. They're not. They're not world beaters. <laughs> <laughs> they're not gonna be. They're not gonna hold people to twenty four points a game. Yeah. They'll. I think it'll still be at thirty, probably ish. Um, it was at thirty five last year. But I think. But I think they'll be. They'll be able to. Compete with I think they'll be able to compete with F, the FAUs of the world. A I think bit more. I think they can compete with anybody in the conference and the people the people in the conference the teams in the conference that they're supposed to just dominate feast on. I think that can be done this year. Okay, that's good. That's good. And that doesn't mean like the bottom seven teams. That means I the agree. bottom two or three. I agree because teams like UAB last year put up forty three on them. I mean, and UAB didn't have a very good offense. So. No, and, we'll and North Texas still won. Yeah, they did forty six forty three. That's a good <laughs> game. Um, let's get into. Let's get into our sleeper picks and our bust potential okay. picks. So how do you how do you want to do this? We can do bust bus or sleeper sleepers. Let's or go bust? through the sleepers first. I okay, want to go sleepers. through the happy. I want to go through the happy list first. Um, so you're so, a bad, you're you're a good news first kind of guy. Yes, I'm. I'm always okay. good news first. All right. <laughs> All right. Sleeper picks. First, I think I'm gonna do Taylor Robinson, who we named as the other safety next to Kyrie Muhammad. Because, like I said, I think coverage-wise, I think he's going to be a step up, and I think that he can do some really special things um, for this defense. So that's my first sleeper pick. Okay, I'm next. All right, yes, I, next. I, I also have Taylor Robinson, and this isn't wow. in any, any particular order. This is just yeah. This is just three. this is not like one through three. I just went through three. Just three. Yeah. Um, I think it's good to have like like we've been talking about a coverage uh, safety um, to kind of even uh, be like a safeguard for those corners possibly. Yeah. I mean, too, too often if corner on either side got burned it was like it was over. Keyshawn wasn't there because yeah. and it wasn't because he was it might have been a little more scheme wise exactly, and exactly. now they have a little bit more freedom exactly they have a little yeah. more ability to move and, around and, yeah and things like that yeah. um so i also have him uh my second pick kujo young okay for those for those who don't know who he, he is, is go ahead. i guess he'd be the fifth in the depth chart receiver Something like that. Something Fourth like that. or fifth, depending on yeah. what, what he's needed for. But yeah, because he'll play on the outside. He's a bigger receiver. He's yeah. on the outside a little more. He's got some good speed to him. And, so. and the two times when he came in during the, uh, I guess, second scrimmage, and it was against the first-team defense, yeah. I mean, he got two, I think it was 40-plus-yard touchdowns. Yeah, he had two big touchdowns. And it wasn't like, one of them, I believe, was a post or a fade, and then the other one was a slant. Something like that, slant or post, something something along those lines. And I mean, he did impress me as yeah, well. And he had one big touchdown in the first scrimmage as well. So yeah, and uh, I think I think it's good that that North Texas has that. Um, but I, I definitely keep his name on the board because I think that he'll be he'll be coming in when either Rico needs a break or JT. Mark needs, yeah, even on the outside yeah. if uh, Jalen's not getting yeah. pretty much every snap, <laughs> <laughs> then something's wrong. But, yeah. but so we all should, right, yeah. so who do you have your? Uh, my second one, I have a uh, Jojo Azogu. Um, 
like I mentioned, he played he played a good amount last year, but I feel like a lot of people didn't know who his, his name. First of all, because it's a kind of a hard name to to, to <laughs> true, memorize, Azogwu. Uh, but I mean, if he does, if he turns out to be the best pass rusher on this team, which EJ said, which I wouldn't be surprised because Joshua Wheeler last year had a good year as a pass rusher at that spot. Um, I think JoJo, if he's just as good as him, if not a little bit better, I think that he could really be the difference in this defense because we know what we're getting from the secondary. We know what we're getting from the defense line and the linebacker core. But to have him, if he is a possible pass rusher that can actually give North Texas some sacks, which is something they don't, they have I don't never think they've had. really had it in, since Jared. What was his name? Jared Roberts. I don't know. Two years ago, I was a freshman. Too young. Um, too young. <laughs> too young. Um, but if he actually has the ability to get to the pass, to get to the quarterback. That's yeah, huge. That, yeah. Just even 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 so, for the opposing quarterback. Yeah. To so know. I think he's here more so for his potential. Because he impressed me at the scrimmages, but he didn't blow my mind. But if yeah. he actually can get six, seven, eight sacks on the year, it's huge. That's huge. Yeah. So, yeah, he's there for me. And then my third one is running back Lauren Easley, who Ooh. we mentioned in uh, the running back sec- section of this, um, of our offensive uh, segment. And I'm kind of going to take Graham Harrell's word on this that they haven't settled on one running back that's going to get the bulk of the carries. Because if Lauren easily gets the carries, he impresses me more than DeAndre Torrey, and I think he's a more consistent running back than Evan Johnson. So I have him right behind Nick Smith for me Okay. as a runner. I haven't seen him too much in the passing game, but Lauren easily as a runner really impressed me this fall. And so I can see him coming in and getting some, some good carries on I, every I like, game. I like that pick. I, I mean, I remember seeing him in the spring game. And mm-hmm. I was like, who's this guy? And yeah. it was Lauren Easley. Yeah, so. he's a solid guy. Um, my third is Evan Johnson. Oh, boy. And uh, okay. mine is not because of, uh, of running or being a better runner. It's more for the, the routes, you know, being, mm-hmm. having being that sixth person to catch yeah. a pass, fifth, fifth or sixth person to catch a pass. And I think that that's super important, um, especially this year after watching yeah, that O-line sure. and everything. And he's shifty. I mean, we've, we've, seen, we've seen him lose, I mean, linebackers in the past. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm excited for him this year. I think he's, he's going to be more used of a route runner. Third and third down back, yeah. Than a than a second yeah. to Nick Smith. That's an that's interesting pick. We pick different running backs, so we'll see which one of us is right. All right, busts. I'll start on this. Okay, you go first. Okay, so busts. I only have two. Okay, yeah, me too. Um, so, I guess I'll just start with. We've already talked about one of mine, so we'll go to the other one. Okay. Special teams, specifically the kicking team. Oh God. Um, we lost our go beloved ahead. Trevor Moore. <laughs> Trevor Moore is gone. Trevor Moore is gone. No longer. Just no longer. But but not not just him. We also we also so remember a few years ago, two years ago we had Eric Kina. Yeah. Then we had a we had a punter, Blake Patterson. Blake Patterson last year. It was like okay, he's he's okay. He's 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 just a solid. Yeah, he's solid. So, he punter. was solid. He's he a was... solid punter. And now we don't have him. Now we don't even have him. <laughs> now we don't even have him. I mean, he's gone too. And and by the way, Blake Patterson was our backup kicker, or was not yeah, just his backup he was, kicker. Yeah, he was the backup so, kicker um, as well. I'm terrified for what could possibly happen. I remember in the spring game uh, when they ran, ran out. Uh, what was Headland after us? Cole Headland. Cole Headland, and then I don't even know the other. There was like name. Christian Cole. There's a guy, um, Alvin Kenworthy's the punter okay, right yeah. now. I think he's the punter right now. They'll tell you there's still competition going on, but Bruni's decided. Bruni is spoken. It's Alvin Kenworthy, <laughs> and the kicker is Cole Headland. And so we'll see. In the spring game, I saw some missed extra points. I did. I saw one. Well, in the spring game? 
I thought it was spring game. Oh, spring oh, game. Spring, spring game. Spring game. Was oh, a yeah. couple. It spring was, game. It was a, a few. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. Uh, I we were there was definitely games. some during the fall camp. Two. See, the thing is, two. yeah. And seeing that, I mean, I think I'm, I think I'm just scared because of lack of consistency, and maybe they're just not into the swing of things. And we haven't seen Cole Headland for long stretches, and he was okay at Arkansas. He wasn't great. He yeah. wasn't no Trevor Moore. But exactly, and it's just, it's just scary because too many times, I mean, that bailed, bailed North Texas out of games. I mean, Trevor yeah. Moore. I mean, UAB game. Yeah. If if yeah. He, if he didn't Louisiana that, Tech if, game, if he didn't hit that 53 yard field goal. Yep. North Texas wouldn't be uh, perfect at home right now, <laughs> or last year. Last year, so, yeah. Um, be on the lookout for uh, Cole Headland and Alex Kentworthy. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was it? I had a had an interesting story. I was gonna say. Oh, so <laughs> at the end of last year, for one of my classes, I had to write a 2,000 word feature story on someone and i was like all right well i asked um the sid from football i was like hey who's got a cool story they're like oh blake patterson he's got a cool story i was like okay cool sat down talked to him for like an hour hour straight we yeah. just talked about everything his whole life man and i wrote three thousand words <laughs> on blake patterson the punter the punter blake <laughs> patterson and i was saving it i was like okay well i'm gonna save it for this year to publish um for the for the nt daily at the time and so recently, I found out. I don't remember how I found out. Oh, because I remember looking on the roster, and he wasn't there. I was like, "That's weird." And so, sure enough, I texted the SID. I was like, "Hey, why? Where's Blake Patterson? Is he not on the team anymore?" He's like, "No, he got uh, kicked off for violating team rules or something like that." And so, yeah, that's three thousand words down Wasted. the drain. Wasted hours. Oh, hey, but you had fun. Did I? <laughs> Did I? <laughs> All right. But, so your um, next, your your pick for first. Oh, bust. that's right. My first bust. This is gonna be mean. Okay, I feel like we've we've bagged on this guy enough, so, and I've said before that I feel like he's gonna have a good year. I feel like he is. So I kind I'm kind of contradict contradicting myself. Down. All right. Yeah, I won't change it. I have Nate Brooks down. Um, bust. Nate, if you're listening, I'm very sorry. I said before, I think he's going to have a good year. I really Chip do. Chip on his shoulder. I think he's going to have a good year. Matthew Bernie of the uh, of 247 Sports. <laughs> but I just, there's a little bit of me that still just doesn't completely trust him. He has to regain my trust. And, I mean, you could even make the case Kimon Hall should be here too because I don't really super trust either one of them. But I had to put people down as my bust potential, and I wasn't going to put anyone on offense as a skill position offense, I should say. I'm not going to put Nick Smith, I don't think. I think he'll be fine. Uh, but Nate Brooks is going to be my first bust potential. Okay. I'm going to do – I'm actually changing mine. Not because <laughs> not because I think it's – I I'm thought not, you can't change it. You have not, to, no, no, no. Not be, I'm not switching. I'm not making okay. it like from bad to good. Mine's still going to be – it's still – I guess I can just add one. Okay. It made ahead. me think of it. So I guess these could go hand in hand. O-line slash Nick Smith, I guess. Okay. Okay. Um – I, I just last season I wasn't impressed with Nick Smith. Interesting. There wasn't, there wasn't. A I think play. we just had a high. I think we just had a high standard from Jeffrey Wilson. Uh, and I, I think I mean yeah. And and uh, yeah. North Texas has had good backs. I mean before Jeffrey Wilson, you had Antoine Jimerson. Before that, you had yeah like I Demario guess, Thomas. And then back you had in Lance Dunbar. Oh yeah. I mean I mean I mean yeah backs. Uh, you had backs yeah. And I think this year you don't have the size of Nick Smith. He's an average. Average size. Average size. He's, I guess I want to say average. He's not gonna like just. just he's solid. At he's not. He's not gonna. Like, like, he's not just gonna blow blow by on, yeah. on people or anything like that. I think he's just a solid back. But I I think because of that, he's gonna have. In, 
and it's not a good sign that they haven't that they haven't given him the starting role or they haven't right. given him the primary. And you kind of saw role. that toward the end of last season when it was kind of like, why isn't Nick Smith coming in pretty much every play like it was Jeff? Yeah. And it was more like an Evan Johnson would come in. I mean, sometimes more during games yeah. than Nick Smith. And I just think it's going to be an average year. He's, I mean, average on pretty much everything, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just think it's going to be just a, a normal year, maybe five hundred yards. Mm. Yeah, yards. so he'll get. Uh, yeah, it depends on how they do use the rotation. That's the yeah. big thing. Um, but my, yeah, O lines included in that too, I guess. So. All right. Well, yeah, that's my second <laughs> one is the offensive line. So I don't think I that. don't think this is a surprise to anyone that the offensive line's on this list. Uh, coach Langston, the offensive line coach, kind of mentioned he's like. Whenever you hear something bad about this offense, it's always about the O line, and so he's right. He's, 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 he's still right. correct. He's, he's, they haven't got that off their backs yet, uh, so they still have a, a lot. Uh, I think they still have a ways to go. They're still shuffling pieces around. Um, while it's the same players coming back, that that could be a bad thing in a way. Uh, no real new blood in there besides the Moses. One uh, thing I'm kind of interested in is. You mentioned the old line. I kind of wish that, because I, I believe I want to say that, uh, man, how did I just forget his name? It just slipped my mind. Left tackle. Woodworth. No, before. Oh, uh, Murray. Jordan Murray. Jordan Murray. Yeah, he was recruited, I believe, as a guard. Interesting. And I, I, I didn't know. Maybe he'll play some guard this year. But like, I didn't. I, I was thinking he's like seven feet tall. He's huge. I mean, he could play. So maybe guard. He can't. Play. Maybe Mason can't see over. Him. <laughs> <laughs> so he might have some vision problems. Here. <laughs> that's, maybe that's why he got benched. No, because there's some tall guys on the offensive line right now. I'm not sure how tall, but I don't. I don't think the Mosey brothers are that tall. I don't. I don't. I don't think they're above like six two, six three, but I could be wrong on that. Um, so yeah, those are our sleeper picks and our bust picks. Um, Feel free to give us some flack on those or give us your own. Nate Robinson's about to, or, uh, Nate Brooks about to at you. <laughs> Nate Robinson's coming down. Yeah. Like, Nate he Brooks come at come... you too if you talk trash about yeah, him. Nate Robinson, scary guy. <laughs> I don't, yeah, we don't mess with that Nate Robinson. Um, all right. Next. All right. Let's, so you want to do the season predictions first and then we can get an SMU? Yeah. Sounds good. All right. I'll go first. I'll go first for like our season expectations, predictions, whatever you want to call it. We'll give our record predictions at the end of this. They are set in stone because we're not doing another podcast till after the SMU game on that Sunday, I believe, right? The second. The yes. second. Yeah. That's when we'll be doing our next podcast. So first, I'll go through game by game. I'll kind of go quickly because I know mm-hmm. we're at about the 50-minute mark right now. So we'll go through this kind of quickly. SMU. Huge game. Huge game. Season-setter game. Season-setter game. They said it media day. Big, big game. Super big game. Big game. It, I'm not, the build-up for this is like four years in the if, making. If we don't get, if we don't get, I think that the capacity of Apogee is 35,000. 30. If we don't get 30,000 people 30. in Apogee, it's 30? It's 30. Okay, I'm, I'm going to fact-check you on that. But if we don't get damn near filled up in Apogee Stadium, I will not be happy. And I will... I'll come on this podcast the next day, very upset. And we could have Brady Keen on next episode as well, because he said he might agree to come Depending on. Depending on the Especially outlook. Especially if we win. Depending if we win, if we win, we're getting Brady in here. Shoot, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a party. Um, not that we're biased or anything, but it'll be a fun podcast. It's still gonna be a party. Yeah, we're it'll biased. be a podcast. So SMU, huge game. Uh, basically, new coach, um, same quarterback Ben Hicks. Um, it's gonna be a pass happy team. Defense is still going to be terrible. Defense was terrible last year. Yeah, uh, but super bad. But North Texas couldn't really take advantage of it as much last year. I feel like they'll be more prepared this year. And I feel like new coaching staff is going to weigh against SMU a good amount. So, 
I actually went to three SMU games last year. Oh wow! Okay. One against one against UNT, uh, the one against Tulsa that they had, mm-hmm. and then their bowl game against Louisiana Tech. Yes, they got smacked. So the UNT game, obviously, we all know what happened. Yeah. Um, well, and, then, and then Mason threw a bunch of touchdowns at the end. Exactly. And then uh, the Tulsa game, SME lost, and that was their homecoming game. Jesus. And it was just bad. Not good. I mean, you had Cortland Sutton making plays, obviously, the second round receiver. Yeah. Um, Trey Quinn was Trey Quinn also, also in the him. NFL now. Great, terrific. And uh, Ben Hicks, he just doesn't impress me, like from that game. Mm-hmm. And then La Tech game. Oh, yeah, man. they got smacked. La Tech, how many? What was the record last year? Like six and they made they barely made a bowl game. I think we were like seven and five. They, they I think they were a, seven and five. They might have been a five win team. Were they? I don't remember. Anyways, all I know, I could check, but I don't. All I know is that I don't need to. Even though it was like, even though Ben Hicks was basically the head coach or offensive coordinator, yeah. whatever you want to call yeah. it. It still looked terrible. It's, yeah, you got that ingrained in your head. And I mean, I mean, but even the Tulsa game, I mm-hmm. think if you when you take away Cortland Sutton and Trey Quinn, who That's do they great. have? And it's like, sure they blew out North Texas last season. But you had Cortland Sutton, Sutton. and in the end, you had Trey Quinn. And that's when that's when Nate Brooks was getting torched, and that they were right. And it's and it's it's just good days. They they were busting coverages left and right. North Texas exactly. Without that, what what do they have? And Ben Hicks, I think, is an average uh, quarterback. There's nothing super. I mean, he's not going to win a game for you on on his own. Yeah, I don't think they allowed the ninth most yards per game last year. um, So the defense is going to be bad. Um, I think. They had this as a 50-50 game, uh, win probability-wise. It's at home. They should be hyped. North Texas should be hyped. SMU still has a new coach. SMU still has a lot of uncertainty there. And, so, and a lot of unproven people. Yeah, I mean, I'm no, gonna, nothing is proven. Yeah, so I'm going to go out on a limb and say North Texas wins this game. Um, and I think this, has, this, this game has the highest um, score, uh, I guess, score over-under, uh, score total for in Vegas for college football in the first week. It's really? like it's in the seventies. Really? It's like seventy five or something like that. So and I could see that going over. So I could see it being a 40, 45, 35 game, something like that. I think so we'll see. I think North Texas is gonna blow out SMU. You wanna say a little louder for the for the strength? <laughs> I think okay. I think North Texas will blow out SMU. It's been said. It's been said. I mean see that I'm hesitant looking, on I'm that looking. because this is still an SMU team. That still has talent. Like this is still I'm not, SMU. Yeah, I'm not saying they don't this have talent. I'm this not isn't saying it, a team that lost good players and they're not gonna have anybody to replace them. I the offense is still gonna be solid. But that's I'm why I think it's gonna be high what, what beat North Texas last season, which was the secondary. It was okay. Well, you believe in the secondary, and that I'm much. looking. I'm looking. I'm, I'm not believing the secondary. I'm saying you're not gonna have a Cortland Sutton at the first game of the year. You're not gonna have a Trey Quinn the first game of the year. It's true. And Ben Hicks is nothing extraordinary. <laughs> Let's scrap. Let let's swap it. Let's go SMU outlook right now. We'll get into the rest of the season later. Okay. So SMU, the defense is gonna be bad, like we said. But the the coach Sonny Dykes, who is gave, who elicited one of the best responses from Seth Latrell I've ever seen. He said because apparently Seth and Sonny Dykes are great friends. Really. Yeah, okay. and their wives love each other. Oh, okay. Didn't know any of this. So. Someone Seth and Sonny Dykes it. aren't going to be great friends anymore. So Seth and Sonny <laughs> Dykes, he's like, basically said, yeah, you know, I hope they go 11-1. and one. And that was... <laughs> Keep it, keep it going. Said, I hope they go 11-1. and one. <laughs> But it doesn't matter if my mom's on the other side of the, of, the, of, the, of the field. 
we're going to try to wear her out. And that's exactly what he said. And so he's, he said he doesn't care if his mom's on the other side. He's going to try to beat her badly. So this is going to be a very interesting game. And they know each other. I think they know how each other are going to approach the game. But the difference is one has three years of experience or two years of experience before, and one's a brand-new coach. That's I think, is going to be a big difference as well. Ben Hicks, I think, is a good fit for Sonny Dykes. I think they're both pass-happy. Yeah. Both love throwing the ball everywhere. If Ben Hicks doesn't turn the ball over, which could very well happen, I mean, he could just not. I think he threw four picks at the Lotte game. <laughs> we know he didn't end the year well last year. But if he doesn't turn the ball over, I think SMU has a very good chance of winning this game. And I'm relying just, on this secondary of North Texas I'm to create turnovers. I'm not relying yes, on the secondary. Yes, you are. I'm not relying on the secondary. How are you not relying on the secondary? I'm saying SMU will not have enough talent, uh, enough pass So you're saying talent. the secondary is good enough. Like good they, enough. They don't have to do anything special. Like the North I think, Texas, I think, you're not expecting them to do anything extraordinary. You don't have Cortland Sutton. Okay. You don't have a 6'3 okay. monster. <sighs> yeah. And it's, it, it, it is, and it's, it's not like I'm saying that North Texas just has to have an average day. I think they have to be good. I agree. I think they have to be good because, and I think they will be because they I mean, it's be. like SMU's think about all the North things. Texas last four years. Think. And um, thank you. Oop. Monday. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got about ten minutes left. We just got told basically we gotta go pretty soon. So yeah. All right. SMU. We got pretty much everything done there. Score prediction. Score prediction. I'm sticking with what I just said. It's kind of rough. I didn't really think about this too, too much, but I'm going to say 45-35 UNT. 35-17 UNT. 35-17. 17. That's insane. Okay. All right. 35-17 UNT. Uh, score, we'll go through all, every game kind of in the future, but I think kind of rough. We'll do it after the SMU game. Okay. Well, we can go over that. After okay, but I game. think we should still give rough, uh, rough, rough season predictions. Okay. And so my season prediction for them, if they beat SMU, which I'm, pre- I'm predicting them to beat SMU, the big games are going to be Louisiana Tech, FAU, Arkansas, pretty much. Those are the big three. I think they go one and two. I think they go one and two, and then I think they lose another game somewhere along the line uh, to end just they'll lose a game to UTSA or someone like Not UAB. UTSA, think of somebody else. UAB. You can't say UTSA. U- UTSA, U- UAB, someone like that. <laughs> um, maybe even SMU. So I think 9-3, that's the same record they had last year. That's an extremely boring prediction. But 9-3, I think prediction. a boring prediction would be 8-4 and because I think that's a safe prediction. But I'm going to say 9-3 and, and on the day. I, I agree. 9-3, and three, I could see 10-2. and two. Yeah. Well, so, well, I guess that has to be it. Dun, dun. Let's see. Okay, you know what? Let's read some. Let's read the questions. Okay. Let's read like four or five questions real quick from the Goming Green Forum because we'll ask the we'll ask Goming Green Forum to ask, send us some more questions in the future, and we'll get some more questions. You know, okay. from different perspectives. Okay. Um. So again, I post this on the Goming Green Forum. If you wanna be a part of this, just you can. I think you can. Don't even have to have an account to send it, but you might have to. I'm not sure. Um, we broke down the depth chart, 97 and 03 asked us to break down the depth chart. We did all of that. Um, pretty little Eagle said, uh, he wanted to hear how the small ponies down the street are coming along. Well, we basically broke that down yeah, for them. I mean, it's, it's a new team basically, but, yeah, but it's going to be the same kind of thing, like the yeah. air raid offense and stuff. Um, 
this is all. Crazy. I think I think the main question we should go over. I saw it was the transfer rules. Oh, the transfer rules. That's so we'll right. Go over, we we'll go over that question. We did. I think that's that's what we'll spend most of our time on because um, one other thing before we get into that, we'll end our we'll end the show with that. The punting and kicking situation, UNT Lifer, we went over that. The um, Matt Hatter says is the recruiting only because of Seth Luttrell. Not necessarily. There's Walerius, the guy they brought yeah, in recently, terrific. Then the offensive and then the more, most importantly, team is winning. Team is winning. You can have you can have Huge. whoever here. You could have whoever here, and they're not going to get any anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, find out if the team understands how important it is to beat the ponies. DRX DR DRX says. Um, I will. I, I think we did find that out. I think they all said it's a huge game. Oh, they've always. They said didn't that. see, but they didn't pass over like I thought they would. I thought they would, you know, be like it's just another game. You know, it's not no, not the end of the world. Of ch- they know it's the first game. They know it sets the tone. I think that's a big thing. Um, and one other thing, the last thing we'll get to before we get to that is, do you think Mason Fine throws for forty five hundred yards? He threw for four thousand last year. Will he throw for four th- forty five hundred? No. No, I agree. I don't think he will. I, mean, I agree. There's only I th- he threw for forty five. He threw four thousand last year, right? I'm pretty sure. He'd, he'd have to average a crazy amount of game. That's insane. They'd have to play first fifteen games again. Like if they played fifteen games, he'd have to average three hundred yards a game. That's incredible. Yeah. I don't. I think he gets more yards than he did last year, though. He'll probably. I think he'll get. 40, I don't know if he gets forty five hundred. Forty one. Forty two. Forty three. Yeah, something like that. So the main thing um, that was talked about our last question before we go was someone Tr- tweeted it at me. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. I can't. It was, how do you think the team's going to use the, trans- the new trans- transfer rules? The new transfer rule. Ooh, Slash red shirt. Someone also asked about uh, seeing if they could have a wildcat option for Shambor. That's CMCM forever. Quinn Shambor will be used, but I don't feel like he'll be used no, he'll be used in a wild I feel like, yeah, if like he, Mason, you know, has to fix his brace or something. Yeah, it's going to be a single play yeah. and then... He might throw a touchdown pass like he did against um, Iowa. Levi31 said, give a breakout season. We've already named breakout players. Um, okay, Jonathan Dennis. This is the last question. How do you expect North Texas to make use of the changes to the redshirt rule this year? Um, I think the main thing, if y'all don't know what it is, the redshirt rule is basically you can still redshirt somebody and ha- they can still play four games up to – in four yep. games, and you could still redshirt them. I think it's huge. That's huge. I, I mean, mean, obviously, I think it's huge all the freshmen, like Alex Morris, the safety, well, is huge. Well, to put this in perspective, you could have Mason Fine. You could have had Mason Fine be used for four games and That's true. plugged in Alec Morris and just kept him there, yeah. and then you'd know what Mason is. Yeah. And if Mason was better, than you like he was, yeah. then you'd be able to keep him in. Yeah. Like, think about it that way. If you have a player like Alex Morris, if Alex Morris comes in whatever during whatever four games of the season, and they're like, oh, this – kids better or has the possibility to be better this season than any of our second or first string guys yeah like we can throw them in there and then it's worth wasting the mm-hmm. red shirt yeah then you the know you know more so instead of just like being forced to burn it or just you know you know what i mean so. yeah um i think that's going to be the main the main thing the other thing was uh oh that it gives the players more powers um they don't have to get permission through the school to where they want to transfer to in the future. So I think, you know, that's just something good for the players. I don't, I don't think that's going to affect North Texas because no. I don't see players wanting to transfer out of North Texas, but I could see maybe players wanting to transfer into North Texas in the future. That could help. Well, maybe. I mean, who knows? Well, yeah, conference we don't know. USA, I mean, the only teams that would make people not come to UNT is com- other Conference USA teams. And it's true. You don't yeah. really see Conference USA yeah. conf- transferring was. to Conference USA. So. Yeah, so I think that's, that's a big thing to do. But I think the freshman thing 
is the biggest thing. Yep. Um, Alex Morris is a huge is a huge one. I think of Case and Martin as well. The quarterback. There's a blowout game. You could throw him throw in him there. In. Yep. I mean that's another big thing. Uh, freshman wise, there's uh, there was a freshman. I'm not gonna remember his name. I think uh, White is either a freshman or retro freshman. I'm not gonna remember. I think he's a receiver. Retro. Okay. Um, but I think that's it. Yep. Um, again. Going forward, kind of to wrap everything up, we appreciate your questions, first of all. Oh, yeah, amazing. for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for the questions. Uh, we'll be posting this again next Friday. We'll have more time on the next Friday. Time. Yeah. Um, I didn't know they're closing it down. Probably because school starts in Monday. two days, whatever the whenever it starts. Um, this this usually closes at like 6 or something. We'll be doing recording this every Sunday. Remember, um, we'll tweet it, everything. You can follow him on Twitter at CJH Mitchell. Follow me on Twitter at MattBruny25. It's his favorite number. Yeah, that's why it's 25 on <laughs> Um So, yeah, going forward, I think we've covered everything that we need to cover about what our plan is going forward. So any suggestions, ideas going forward, we appreciate. And we thank you very much for listening, both on the podcast on SoundCloud or live here on Twitch or rerun or any clips that yep. we have. Yep. So thanks for joining us, and we hope you have a good, good week. And... Uh, See you after UNT and SMU play. That's going to be an insane podcast. 35-17. We are ready for this. All right. Thank you very much for joining us.